0: Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. and just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I, I can't lie. lie. <laughs> I was like, psh, psh. it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> I love nothing more than having deep, real, raw conversations about mental health. And sitting with Ashley Tisdale, it's really so eye-opening because you look at someone like herself who is an actress, a singer, a mother, an entrepreneur, and has had so much success in truly in the public eye. She grew up in the public eye and and just hearing her story on how she's battled her own issues with mental health is something I I'm so glad that she feels comfortable sharing so vulnerably because I know that all of us have our own things that we are are dealing with and it's just something that brings it back to no matter who you are or what you have in life. Like we're all going through something and Ashley is really just one of those people. The second you are in her energy, she's so centered and grounded and really practices meditation daily and all of the things she believes in to just feel more ease in her body, something I connect to so deeply. Her mental health journey has inspired her to create Frenchie, a wellness brand, and we dive in and talk about all things that, like I said before, I'm just so glad to be talking about because we just need to continue breaking down this stigma around mental health. We can share our souls Actually, yes, Ashley. Yes. <laughs> the pre-recording is always like my biggest challenge of the entire podcast. Well, I'm so, so happy to have you here and your thank first time you. in the Hamptons.
1: Yes, thank you so much. I know I think I, I came here I think like years ago okay. but I was so young and I don't remember— it very much. I think I like came here for a bit and then left. I just remember the humidity and that was (laughs) it. So I really never got to like experience. So I went to like, you know, just a restaurant before this. And I was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful here. Oh,
0: it's so beautiful. Next time you come, you have to stay and bring the babe and like- For sure. For real. Definitely. It it is a nice little- it's a a cute little it town. It smells good here. It does. It's so nice. It's like clean air. Well, yeah. you've been staying in the city too, so there's a big Yeah, it's
1: a big difference. difference. <laughs> a
0: big difference. <laughs> I mean, I love the city, but It's fun, but
1: it's just like, yeah, it is definitely, you know, a different smell, different pace of life.
0: Yes. Well, you grew up in New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yes. Okay. So did you grow up coming to the city like
1: I did. um, From when I was three years old on, um, until I was eight, and I went on tour with Les Miserables, I was in the city every single day because I was working in commercials and modeling with Ford. And so I ended up going to school in New York because I was there so much. I went to PCS there. My childhood was Jersey and New York. And then I left for tour, and then, at ten years old, I was in LA from that moment on.
0: Wow, that yeah. is so young. I know, I know, because I was thinking about you, and I'm like, it's so interesting. Like the world has changed so much with social media and just thinking about a childhood star, and like, being a Disney star at such a young age. Can you? I feel like people are so inter- going to be so interested to kind of hear this about you but just how it all really started was this something since you were little that you just felt was something you had to do it
1: just well i fell into it you, you know did. i was 3 and i i remember i don't really
0: I remember i guess when you're but, 3 you I fall like, into things
1: you really do yeah <laughs> like it was not like my parents wanted me in it I was in a mall in New Jersey and my mom was like shopping, of course, and saw um, my manager at the time. Like I was with that manager till I was 25 years old. So wow. I was with him a long time. And he spotted me. I guess he was like looking for talent for obviously the business and thought I was really cute. I had really curly hair. And he was like, she's so cute. Are you going to, you know, come in the line? And she was like, no, like, no thanks. Don't want to do that. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he he saw her like hours later and he was like, are you sure you don't want her to like try out for commercials? My mom was like, no, definitely not. And he gave her his card and he was like, okay, well, if you ever think about it. And so it was actually my grandma had a loss in the family and she was definitely living with us and was going through a bit of depression. And so my mom was just trying to actively get her mom out of the house mm-hmm. and she was like, you know what? This guy approached and was like saying how Ashley would be so cute for commercials. Like maybe we call him and see if there's something out there to go to New York City, just to really get her out. And he had a commercial and she was like, okay, cool. Like, let's just take her. And it was for, I think, JCPenney. Mm-hmm. And apparently I, I booked that first commercial And my mom and dad were like, that's wild. And then I booked seven commercials in a row. Wow. And so my family were like, "Mm, this seems like this is meant to happen. And why is she like so good at this? This is so weird. But my mom, truthfully, like I was really— Crazy as a child and never listened. And when I was on set, she noticed I would always listen to the director. And so she was like, maybe this is good because she's like actually listening to somebody.
0: (laughs) So I would never see that as you (laughs) as a child. I was a real fun child. (laughs)
1: Um, I wouldn't say that either, but I have a daughter and I see her (laughs) acting probably like me sometimes. Same. But yeah, so I really fell into it. And the great thing about my parents is that, you know, my my dad specifically was like she has to have a normal childhood no matter what, even if she's in this business. So he, you know, I was in school, I went to public school up until I graduated high school. I had, you know, he really wanted me to have a real job. I worked in retail for years when I was in high school until I was actually on a TV show. So that was a big thing for him, but they always left it up to me and my sister. My sister was in the business as well. I was going to ask you that, yeah. And so they were like, you know, if you want to do this, it's great. If you don't, she wanted to be a cheerleader through school, so she kind of like walked away from it. And I just knew. I knew. Like, I've always had—I still today know this is like I'm very intuitive. And there was something I remember feeling that I was not— like as a seven-year-old or six-year-old, I was like— in New Jersey. And I was like, this is great. But I'm like, I'm not meant to be here. I'm meant to be somewhere else.
0: I felt the same.
1: And I went to LA and I had this thing where I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. And it was just a weird, like, I think I've always just had the opportunity to kind of like have a normal life. But even in school, I was like, "Mm, no, this is exactly what I want to do. Like there was just like, I was driven. I was determined. There was definitely times where it was like, it was always a struggle. I mean, this mm-hmm. business is insane and it's like 80% rejection. So you're just like not ever feeling like you're getting there. And I had those moments. And I remember graduating from high school. And at that point, I had done like three pilots each season. Like each season, I was doing a pilot. And my first pilot was for Chuck Lorre. And then, like, the next, and it didn't get picked up. And then the next pilot was for NBC. So there was like a trend that just was like I'm so close but not close enough, mm. and I got really frustrated at 18, and I kind of said to my manager who had been my manager since I was three, and I was like, I don't think this is for me anymore. Like I don't think I'm meant to be doing it, and it's really hard, and I am not having fun anymore, and I'm not getting the roles that I want. And he was just like, I don't know. Like I think you're really give like you're giving up, and I'm like, I just I've done it for so long, and I think I just need to like go to college and like do something else. Yeah. And actually The sweet Life of Zach and Cody was was something that he had brought me in that, in that week. Wow. He was like, I really think you need to audition. And I was like, no, I'm not auditioning for Disney because I had auditioned for Disney forever and I never got the job. So I kind of was like, no Disney stuff for years. So I was always like up for movies and it's always me and like the other person would always get it. And I was like, that's it. They don't really want me for this stuff. <laughs> so... Um, so, yeah, and that, obviously, my grandma still, who was, like, she was out, like, literally visiting us in L.A. when I was like, I'm not going out for this wee life. I'm not doing this. Like, no, that's just, like, I, I, I'm quitting this business. And she was just like, I think you should go out for it. I feel like she's always been, like, just there, you know, and has always been a part of this piece of my life. And— They convinced me to audition, and I think I was just in that moment where I was like, I don't know, whatever, you know? That's when you book it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's when I got the job. Yeah, And it got picked up, and it, like, changed my life.
0: Changed your life. Yeah. So how old were you at that point? I was 18. Okay. And you were living in? Valencia, California. Okay. Yeah. Can you expand on how it really changed everything for you?
1: It changed, you know— Obviously, it changed the chances. Mm-hmm. They only do two pilots a year, so I had a 50/50 chance, which wow. compared to a normal pilot season for like NBC or Fox that I had been doing, they do 30 pilots and they only pick up so many, like, you know, I think maybe 5 out of those 30. So, I was like, okay, I have a 50/50 shot this time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's see. I felt like I was the oldest on the channel because I I looked so young. I did look like I was 15 but I was 18. And so I was like, this is going to be interesting. But I'd also been working with the Sprouse twins who I've always been a big fan of since Big Daddy. And I think that when we did it, I just felt like I truly didn't know what it was going to do. I was just like, I've never looked at the success of being what I want. Like, I mean, obviously you want to be successful because you want to keep working as an actor, right. but it's, I love being on set and i love working and that to me was what i was like really missing was that i would get a pilot and then i want to get picked up so you're not continuing to work on something so that is where like for me it's like the fame is like whatever it's more just like i love working and i love being a working actor and so to be able to continue on something that you just love to work on was where i was trying to get to and so I didn't think of all the stuff that comes with the success of something like that. I just was thinking, like, ooh, I get to be here every single day. I love to create families with everyone I work with. And I was so excited to just be there. And then I didn't realize, like, how it would change, like, me, obviously, like, going to a mall or, you know, going to a store and people recognizing me. Like, I didn't really think of that part. Right. And then that obviously was, like, happening. Um, But it's really funny because I always will remember— they knew me for Maddie. Like they wouldn't say Ashley. It was like, Maddie, Maddie, we love you, you know? And it wasn't until um, it wasn't until high school musical that people really knew me as Ashley because they saw me doing two different characters and right. really knew who I was at that point. But yeah, it just obviously like kind of catapulted in other things.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy to think like it makes me think a little bit, and there's really no comparison, but hearing you like just so passionately say how much like you just wanted to be on set. Like it, it's so interesting because when I was acting, I wanted a role so badly to like be a part of something. Yeah. To like build and create something with people, but I never booked any of the roles. (laughs) I didn't. I booked one role. You guys have seen it on 30 Rock. Oh my God. It's true. I just, I went out for so many commercials and I wasn't booking anything. I just didn't understand. so hard. I was like, why aren't I booking anything? I would get so close. But to be honest with you, stepping away from the business taught me that I I wasn't booking anything because I was not comfortable in my own skin mm. at all in yeah. front of the camera. It just wasn't, it, it, I wasn't being myself. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm being a different role, it, it still wasn't embodied in confidence. Yeah. Which if you don't have that, you're never going to book a role.
1: Yeah. You have right? to like go in there and like kind of own the room. And- what do you do
0: when you go in? Because right there, you just owned it the way you said it. <laughs> you're so funny.
1: <laughs> I think like, so Uh, One of the things that my grandfather is like—he has passed, but he was on the kind of infomercial side of the business. Like, he was—you'll probably still see him on TV because he, like, was the one who promoted Ginsu Knives. And he had a side of the business that he was in, and all of it is pitching. He was a pitcherman. So— my mom, I kept on getting so close and screen testing for pilots, but not booking them. like I'd be fourteen. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't get it." And so I was really shy. I'm still shy sometimes. it's my true nature is to be shy, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, "I think she really needs help, like pitching herself to these people and so my grandfather my grandfather sat me down and he was like, "You know, you have to go in there and you have to own the room, and the way you own the room is like. You have to believe in yourself that you are the only one for this role. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's like, don't think about the other people in the room. Cause I'm always like, they'd be great for that. <laughs> like, you know, I could see that person being this part. You know, it's just like he's like, no, you are the only one. And I was like, okay. So I would have this kind of confidence and the I think that aura of like coming in mm. and then being able to kind of have like, as you know, screen testing is so nerve wracking, uh. and you're in front of executives that don't want to laugh and try to not laugh because they are trying to intimidate you probably in some way. And so I would just go in there and like crack jokes before I started the scene. And I think those little things like really were like, oh, wow, she, like you remember, the thing is what I learned, cause I, I became a producer for a while. And when I was on the other side of the camera and I would be, I produced a show called Young and Hungry when we were, you know, looking for the lead actor you can be the most amazing actor. It's just not still for you. It just is like, it really is nothing personal. And I learned that obviously like later in life, I learned that. But it was just when I think we do take it personally, and it's really hard not to. But that was something that was so shocking to me that I was like, wow, there are like tons of girls that are the best at the scenes. They're so amazing. But I always felt in life, and my, something my mom taught me, And my sister, because we were so young starting it, she was like, I don't want them to feel such rejection. So she was just like, always made light of it. She was like, well, it just wasn't meant for you. Like you're meant to get what you're meant to get in this life. And I was like, yeah. So it wasn't like she taught us that someone's taking something away from you. She was just like, oh, it was just meant for her. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I really have approached the business in that way that I'm like, if I'm meant to get something, I'm meant to get it. If not, it literally is just not personal. It's just not for me, you know?
0: And I think that was something I I learned later. It's phenomenal. And I feel like you really, you embody that. Like, I feel that from you. And that was such good advice (laughs) for anyone. I think even with like going into an interview, I am always attracted to the energy of someone who like owns the room in a way that I'm just like, I need you. <laughs> like, yeah. there's just like, you're exuding a, a confidence. Yeah. And I never had that in the room, ever. The only time I ever felt, eh, whatever, was when I booked 30 Rock. I, like, know. I was like, whatever, I don't care. It's I'm when just, you don't care about the project. I you get no, I was just like fully myself. It was the first time I remember being myself. But then, stepping away from the business and it's mm-hmm. it's funny too because i remember my acting teacher she was like you're right here like if you keep going you're going to be in, like i'm telling you and i was like i don't i don't have it i don't i don't have it in here yeah. to keep going like i just didn't feel this burning desire to do yeah. it and taking time away from it was just the summer made me realize all of the things i love are all related to wellness. Yeah. So that was when I like took that pivot. I went to nutrition school and now like everything that I do, I'm like I like the team that I built. It's like everything that I wanted Yeah. as an actress is is almost like the world I've created yeah. in wellness, but I don't have to play a part. Like I can finally you could just be
1: you. be myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's also like the most authentic thing too. So I think that it takes us becoming authentic to get to where we are meant to be
0: and finding what that is. I couldn't agree more. So at this point, you had been acting for your whole life. My whole life, yeah. Your entire life. And at what point after like high school musical and you produced a record, (laughs) like when did it get to a, where you were like, this maybe isn't it? Or I don't know if you ever felt that.
1: I mean, I still like acting to me is still always my number one. It will okay. always be my number one thing. And it's something that I, I am my happiest when I'm on set working. Like it truly is. I think that over the last couple of years, like when we were in the pandemic, that was the first time I ever had off in my entire life, ever had that much time off. Mm -hmm. And so I know I'm a creative person, and I love to create—I just love being creative in any type of field that gets me inspired. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that also becoming a mom, I just realized it gave me even more confidence to be like, you know, when I was—before I was a mom— I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll take that job. I'll take that job. Sure, I love working. This is just who I am. Like, I will work on, you know, the stuff that I get super excited about. And then I have been for a long time. I do have a dream role. And I do have, like, what I want that dream TV show to be. Oh, you do? I do, yes. But I think when I became a mom, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to just do keep doing these jobs. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do in this business. And I will wait for that to happen because— I, A, would be taking away time from my child. And so it's like, in order for me to want to do that, it's just like, it has to be something I'm really excited about. Like, I do get offered roles still today, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, I don't have the time yet because I have my company. And so I have to, A, create space somehow, And uh, but it also has to be something I'm like really excited about, you know? So I think that has given me this extra confidence, and I think that that will you know, transpire when it's meant to. But I think that for me, what I've been doing over the last couple years and what I started with my platform, Frenchie, I think it's just more meaning in my life. I knew when I did my album, Symptoms, not a lot of people were talking about mental health. And I thought that it was important to start sharing it because I knew I was struggling with it, but people didn't know that. That looked up to me. And I had lost somebody to depression and... I was just like, that's the scariest is when people don't want to speak about it. And you always go, I never knew he struggled. I know. And so I was like, let's start this conversation. And it was funny because, I mean, it's not funny, but it was just interesting to me that when you're in a setting where, you know, people talk about anxiety, they're like, who struggles from anxiety? And everybody's willing to lift their hand. But when it comes to depression, the word was just, you know, has a stigma around it. And people didn't want to lift their hand. And I'm like, you know, usually they coincide with each other. If you have anxiety, you most likely have had depression at some point. And so I was just like, this needs to change. And like, we need to start talking about it. And so I, you know, had come out with my album Symptoms. And I was really proud of that because it was kind of, you know, the first time that I was just like, I even realized what I was going through in that moment. Mm. I was really struggling for like months leading up to that album and didn't know what I was struggling from. Mm-hmm. I thought I had something really wrong with me and my health. And I was seeing all these like experts, like, and practitioners in Eastern and Western medicine and being like, something's wrong. And so I have this shaking in my neck. and they're Like it's anxiety. And I'm like, no, no, something's really wrong. I got an MRI. And through this kind of experience of meeting with everybody, I realized just certain things like balance and moderation and living a cleaner lifestyle is beneficial for your mental health. I learned a lot about what's in our products for makeup and how that contributes to autoimmune disease. And so I really didn't know that that was like the beginnings of Frenchie. I was also at that time trying to run a makeup line that I had taken over because I had this like dream of being a CEO. And I was like, how oh, was that? <laughs> really hard. <laughs> it was the... Uh, Worst experience so far. Um, I (laughs) just get these crazy ideas about being like, I'm going to do this, and (laughs) took over, got an investment. Really like, definitely thought I was going to do something really big. And I think I thought I remember saying this is either going to be the biggest success or like the biggest lesson. It was the biggest lesson. Okay, that's actually what caused a lot of the anxiety I was going through because of the stress and pressure of taking over, like you know, taking an investment and knowing I have to pay him back and doing what I was doing and I didn't have any support or team to help. And so I was just Oof. by myself. And I was thrown into the world of that business. And I really learned that first year, just like I really went to business school basically. Oh yeah. I was <laughs> on Shopify putting discount codes in for like my makeup. And I was this is me on set doing a Netflix series. And I was also then going to a CBS series and I was like, it was the hardest thing. I I had insomnia. I would sit at night. It's so sad. <laughs> I would sit when at night. When was this? This was around the time I just done, I was actually doing symptoms at this time. So, okay. this is when everything kind of came to a head. I would just kind of sit there with insomnia in the living room and like, <laughs> I was like Googling celebrities who have failed because I wanted to feel better about what I was going through. It was a lot of red flags that I should not have done what I was doing, like taken over the line, or it just was not flowing. <laughs> it was like, right. this is not meant to be. And it just got so bad, and I realized that's why I was struggling so hard with anxiety and all of the stress. And um, a makeup artist told me, she was, like, on my CBS show, and she goes, you um, really—you're really struggling with anxiety because it was so bad my body was physically shaking. So I would shake when we were filming, and the director would say, action, I'd stop shaking, and the director would say, cut, and I'd go back to, like, almost—my body was in, like, shock. Shock. So— she was like, you should do this book, which is Attacking Anxiety and Depression by Lucinda Bassett. It's like this old school book. Yeah. And I did that. And that's when I started to create symptoms and and realized the, like, I was like, oh, I could really turn this into something amazing with the album. But then after the album came out, months came, you know, went by, I was like, I need to shut down this makeup line. <laughs> it was like, and truthfully, like my goal is to have it in Target. I was like, this is, the, that was my, in my pitch deck, like the 30 pitch decks that I had to create. And I finally was like at the beach and I was like, I need to shut it down and it's okay. I failed. And so I did. I shut it down and I definitely felt like I failed. I cried hysterically Mm -hmm. and it was like, felt like my first personal failure. At that point, I just was like, I'm not doing products ever again. Like it just felt too scary. And it just was like something that I, just was kind of pushing away from and just wanting to be re-inspired in a way. And, and Frenchie was what re-inspired me. It was like, oh, it's a platform where I don't have to sell anything. And I'm just— It started as a blog. It just was a blog. Right. And it was like, I just want to share my experiences through everything. Like, I want to share my experiences through plastic surgery and the negative side effects of that. And mm-hmm. my anxiety and, like, how wellness for me was through mental health. So I wanted to share my mental health stuff and really be— you know, in control of the narrative because in interviews, you just are so scared. It's going to be like clickbait and change into something else. So it really started with that. And also I wanted to share experts that like were not accessible to some people at home. And so that's where it really started was just being re-inspired to be creative again and to be creative with something I felt was like really meaningful. And then being Frenchy happened. And so long story short was that I love that you asked this question and I just wanted to this. like no, I love journey? it. We love a journey. I'm sorry. <laughs> but sorry. Uh, but I would have to say, like, obviously creating the line, I was definitely like, it was very like, oh, I don't know. I'm so scared. Like, it's like once you've been through something, you're always like a little nervous. But I was like, I've got to do this. Like, I can do this. And when we pitched it to Target and they were so excited about it, I was like, I didn't even believe it still. And when we launched and I saw in Target, I just immediately cried because I was like, I don't care what this does. Like, this to me is a success already. Like, the fact that I got up after I felt like I failed and kept going is just like,
0: it didn't even matter what it did. The first time I slept on my Brooklyn and sheets, I was like, okay, I get it. Now I know what all the rage is about. Brooklyn is the perfect way to build this indoor oasis. And I don't know about you, but I love to make my home like just a sanctuary because there's nothing like diving face first into your bed after a long day with kids and business and all of the things. I can tell you that the options are endless. So do yourself a favor of simplifying your shopping by their bundling bed, bath, and both. It's incredible, the savings are phenomenal, and you can save time and up to 25%, you guys, when bundling your favorite home essentials. You can shop in store or online at brooklinen.com today to give yourself the most incredible sleep that we all deserve. I love to upgrade my sleep routine and you can do that with Linen's staycation sale. You guys, this is happening today. You can shop 15% off in-store or at brooklinen.com. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. That to me is just the epitome of strength. Mm -hmm. Is being able, well, first of all, to recognize when something isn't working in your life. Yeah, and although like it can be seen and felt as a failure, it's like honoring yourself.
1: Yeah, and that's how I felt about the business with like, say, shows getting canceled. I do think like when you are at a point where like a job doesn't work out or this doesn't work out, it really is like just a stepping stone to your next thing. And so you just can't take it personally. You it obviously learn lessons through it, but like it really is meant to get you to what you truthfully want to do. So I think that it's like all, you know, we're so hard on ourselves sometimes. I'd always be so bummed when something didn't work out with a show or like something. And it's just like, oh no, this got me to here. And like this, you know, like that failure got me to like where I'm meant to be doing something like super authentic to who I am. So it really is like,
0: It's pretty wild, I feel, like, your journeys. It's It's wild. Yeah. It's it's like radical redirection. Yeah. Like, and I think it's the trusting in that process and— Yeah. Which, it's funny because when we first sat down and before we we were recording, I was like, you're so calm. Like, you (laughs) just have this really easeful energy. And even when we, like, connected during the pandemic, during the live, like, I just remember, like, calling Dylan— From my team after and being like, wow, she's just so easy and calming (laughs) and just like, yeah, like talk about flow. Like there was just so much flow. And I admire you for speaking out about like struggling with your own mental health because I would never in a million years know Mm -hmm. that you ever, like you're the last person I would ever think was anxious. That's very sweet of me. (laughs) It's true.
1: literally felt anxious starting this (laughs) (laughs) interview. I did too a little. Yeah. I I think it's just like those things, you know, it's like, I've learned, it's just our thoughts. A lot of it is our thoughts. And I do have like, I'll get those scary thoughts before something. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I definitely have had panic attacks in the past and I didn't know what they were. And, you know, obviously when I was on tour, like my manager was like, no one, said, you're having a panic attack. Like, this is an anxiety attack. They just thought it was like, no one actually told me what it was. I remember going to a doctor and being like, my heart flutters sometimes before I go on stage. And he's like, that's just anxiety, but like, you have a healthy dose of anxiety. And it was like, never like anything where anyone was like, you should maybe like read about anxiety and like meditate more. Like, I do remember my dad being like, yoga is really good for this, (laughs) you know? Like, cause I, I think um, I've always been a perfectionist, and I think that is part of um, anxiety. And Mm -hmm. so I would always get really hard on myself when I was younger. And so um, I definitely think that was probably a form of anxiety coming out. And so, yeah, until I got that book, That was Attacking Anxiety and Depression. Say the book again. Attacking Anxiety and Depression by Lucinda Bassett. Attacking
0: Anxiety and Depression.
1: That book is what realized, like, all the symptoms I was going through. I'm like, oh, this is anxiety. (laughs) Like, this is normal. Like, I felt very seen at that point and felt like I finally understand what I'm going through. And then once you understand what you're going through, you're able to obviously, like, you know, like— Change and move through it and figure out, like, what tools. Like, I still will have anxiety today, but it's not as bad and it's not as scary because I know what it is versus, you know, thinking it's like, I'm going to pass out. Something's wrong with me. You know, like, that's just those thoughts that run through my head. So,
0: yeah, I think it's just like, you know, obviously acknowledging it. A hundred percent. I mean, I, people say this, the same thing I just said to you, to me all the time. They're like, you're, like, the most calm, meditative. I, know. I like, you guys, I am one of the most anxious people. Like, you always look like you got everything, like, together. <laughs> like, dang, she has so much fun. <laughs> I, I mean, thank you. I promise you that I don't. I mean, I just cried an hour before this podcast. like, full hysterical <laughs> cry in my bedroom because something went wrong. Talk about perfectionism. Yeah. Like, that was— yeah. me to a t and i feel anxious most days still and yeah. i think there there's been this acceptance towards how i cope with anxiety you know i had therapy yesterday and i was talking to her and i'm you know was talking about something that i was like internally and mentally struggling with and i, I started crying and she's like why are you feeling this way and i'm like i still get mad at myself that i'm like I do all this work. Mm -hmm. I have an entire platform that I've created to help people strengthen their mind and their bodies. Why am I still feeling this way? And and I think it's really something to talk about because things can look one way, but you just never know what people are going through. And it doesn't matter who they are, what they have. None of that matters. Yeah, yeah.
1: Everybody goes, I mean, at this point too, it just everything there, I think everyone has gone through anxiety at some point, you know, in the last couple of years. So.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and I, I think for me, it's it's being able to, the thing that I've been working on, I work with a cognitive behavioral therapist. Mm-hmm. So it's been helping me like really kind of see it in front of me where like, I'm like, here it is. Yeah. And I can go down the the spiral. Yeah. Or I can try to, like, redirect, like, my what what I'm focusing on. So, like, for instance, like, but I had a moment where I let myself feel that way, and then I meditated. Yeah, yeah. Meditation is, like, the best thing in the entire world. Tell me about your toolbox. Like, I want to know what has helped you get to this place where you're still dealing with the things, but what are your, like— what are the things that you do to, to really take care of your mental health?
1: I am someone who obviously believes in meditation. I was the person that when I would do like hot yoga a couple years ago before I went through all this, I could not sit in shavasana for like two minutes. Me I neither. was like, there's no way I can ever meditate. I am not into this. And I really learned like I have to try. And I have apps. It's something that if I don't do in the morning before my day starts, like I just know that I can like, I'm just not at ease, like I am usually, like with having, you know, I will— Meditation is—yeah, especially (laughs) child. I'm like, you definitely need it. And so, yeah, meditation is in my toolbox, like, and I really do, like, sometimes twice a day. My husband does too. When we put the baby down at the end of the day, we both kind of go off to do our meditations just to kind of, like, relax from everything. But recently, something I've learned too from my therapist was I— tend to—I have, like, an office at my house, and I tend to go into the office, and I'm just, like, working. And I work on, obviously, Frenchie and being Frenchie. And um, and now I'm into interior design, so I'm, like, designing three houses. And so wow. I, I just get swept up into work. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh, wow, the day's gone by. I have a purple tunnel from being on the computer. <laughs> I, like, literally, like—and my nervous system is just, you know, I can't sleep. And so she was, like, you need to take sips throughout the day like how we drink water she Ooh. was like you need to take sips to keep your nervous system from getting to a point where you know you you then at the end of the night can't sleep and so i didn't know that it's our day that contributes to our sleep and so i just thought it was like oh i'm just so anxious and i can't sleep and so i can't i'm having insomnia again But she was just like, yeah, take sips. And that sip could be literally like maybe in the middle of like a press Zoom that I'm doing. I go outside and I just sit outside and I look at the sky and I'm just like, just sitting there in nature for like five minutes, no phone, disconnect, and then go back in. Or it could be a meditation. But I really do like just kind of sitting and just kind of like being there. Same. You're just not doing anything. I know. And it's like, you don't have to do anything. No. You know, and it's the pressure's off. And it's just like, oh, this is so nice. And so I've been doing that. And even yesterday, I was like from nine to six in just back-to-back interviews for for being Frenchy, And anytime I had a minute, I would go back up to my hotel room and I would just lay there just to kind of
0: That's step me.
1: away and be able to kind of just have my own me moment. And that's truthfully also where like the being Frenchly aligned comes from is just like taking a me moment. I mean, also my tools, I think, are about- So you wake up before the babe. I do. Okay. Yes. What time? My husband wakes up at 5.30 because he does like legit meditations. (laughs) I wake up, I'm like, "Mm, sometimes five minutes before she wakes (laughs) up. And I'm like, I'll get a five minute meditation.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's honest. So sometimes
1: it's five minutes. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. And you you like guided. I love guided. Yes. My husband's into Yoga Nidra, so yes. I'm just not there yet. But it's fine. I really do love a guided meditation. And yeah, I'll just do that. If I'm up 30 minutes before I'll have my coffee outside, we have like a little fire pit and we'll just drink coffee and be with each other. And then um and then the chaos starts. Oh, it does. <laughs> the chaos it starts. Does. But then for me, like my, you know, my wellness rituals, which is what the line is about, mm-hmm. is a bath goes a long way for me. Like, my husband knows. And something that my doula taught my husband was like, you need to find out what her favorite things are. So when she's having a really rough day and she's like, you know, I'm fully pregnant. She's like, you do those, like, you see the list of things. Or when she's postpartum and, you know, we're going through this emotional roller coaster. Like, just obviously starting a bath for me is, like, so nice. And he would know to do that because he knows how much I love a bath. It is just decompressing for me. Some people don't love baths. I— literally create a spa-like environment in a bath. So it's like, I do a diffuser. Mm. The bathroom smells amazing. I like, I do like a full thing. So that really does like, and then when I haven't done it in a while, I can feel it. I can Same. feel it.
0: I need one tonight. I'm literally like, as you're saying it, I can feel yeah. like my muscles just from.
1: Yeah. And it's just, just like, it's a I release. feel so free too. Like I feel like when I get my hair wet and there's just like, I love going to bed with a hair mask in my hair because I'm like, I don't have to keep it like you know dry. I don't have to dry it out. I don't have to do anything to myself. I can just literally just be as a person, <laughs> and that makes me feel
0: so. I'm good. an air dryer. I like to just let it See, go. I too. wish I could
1: air dry. I can't air dry because my hair is curly? so curly. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I can, and I do sometimes, but it is definitely like my daughter's like, whoa. (laughs) I
0: I love that look. My friends always say, they're like, no, no, don't do that. Because like not everyone can air dry. But I like, I love that look on people.
1: I mean, if I had your long hair, it would be really (laughs) nice because that curl would start to be a little bit more wavier. It's the shorter, it's the curlier. So.
0: (laughs) I always like to talk about this because I always say I strive mm-hmm. to meditate before the kids get up. I will be so honest with you. I have not been meditating before my kids oh, have gotten yeah. up out here. I, I don't know what it is. I've just been like sleeping deeper. I think it's because my nervous system is a little bit relaxed. more rest yes. and yeah. relaxed. So I've been allowing that to happen because yeah. I know I need it. But I'm big and like okay, carving out the space. So if you if your daughter wakes up, like where do you? There are definitely days I do not meditate sometimes. Yeah, for
1: sure. Thank you for Um, keeping it 100. My husband sees that, though, and he's like, you should probably get back into
0: meditating.
1: (laughs) Um, But there's times where, like, I've been up late for work or something, and so then I'm like, I really could use the extra, like, 30 minutes before she wakes up. So I know when I start to ramp up, and I'm like, okay, I need to, like, really meditate. But— yeah, there are days that I don't meditate before. And mm-hmm. it's just like I just I, I'm one of those people that's like a morning person anyway. So I'm already excited to be up. Same. So like meditating, I'm like, well, I can't wait to really get up. <laughs> you know, it's like it's so hard for me to sit still. Um, but but yeah, I don't if I don't, then I just kind of know I am at that point, like I said with anxiety, that it doesn't affect me as much. You know, it's just more like if it's been days, I can start to feel like a little bit of like triggering anxiety. And I'm like, Ooh, like I haven't meditated at all this New York trip. Mm. Um, and so there has been moments before interviews where I'm like feeling anxious. Right. But then I'm just like, I just talk to myself, you know, calmly and, um, positive self-talk is super important because Mm. it's usually like our thought process that gets us to feeling how we're feeling. We just don't realize that. Mm -hmm. Um, before i had my child and i had worked on myself i could literally pinpoint all why i was starting to feel anxious i was like that was that thought i just had when i had my daughter it's such a wild roller coaster postpartum is so hard you're going through so much stuff that no one ever explains to you and i think that's like i mean i'm like it's such a lie no one no. like everyone's like it's the most amazing thing and, and it's like it is but then it's like I was like mourning who I once was. At a some point, I didn't know who I was for the first time in my life. I had like my hormones were literally all over the place. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with PMDD, and what I What is
0: PMDD. It's
1: like post um, or premenstrual dysphoria disorder. Okay. Disorder. It's like a really high heightened version of PMS before your period. So from like ovulation to when you get your period you have like all the symptoms but it's like on an extreme level so my anxiety was always intense but it wasn't for me it wasn't that because they thought it was that since they said to like start checking of when you would feel like your anxiety at the worst and they thought it was more around the cycle and I was just like no I'm I'm feeling it when I after I've had my period and it wasn't until she turned two it went away so I think there was some sort of like My hormones had to finally, like my gynecologist basically was like, sometimes it takes two years for them to balance. And I think you just went through like a big roller coaster with that. And I was like, oh. But I'm also finding out that I like have some gut issues that I have to heal that Mm. also contribute to anxiety. So I love learning about myself. I love like doing all these kind of like, okay, what kind of tests, you know, I can do to figure out what's going on. And supplements are something like I really do believe in. And so I feel like that's just always something that I I feel like if we, especially I always remember someone saying like, talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. Mm -hmm. And that's so important because usually we're so hard hard on ourselves and we also are so willing to give love to others, but not to ourselves. I
0: know. And
1: it's just something that like I'm not perfect with, at all, but I make an effort to do that. So when I'm having those negative thoughts, it's like, no, replace them with a positive one and, I do the same.
0: you know, be kind to yourself. It's so true. And it sounds so simple, but I think I'm sure you feel the same, but like having your daughter now, like I look at my kids and I'm like, I cannot be talking about my, like to myself this yeah. way. Like I never want these innocent little humans who are just so perfect like yeah, to and ever pure talk about themselves like I that know. like my son said something once and i cried like about himself and i'm like no you are not that you know it's like it's heartbreaking to I even know. think that i even think like even if you're not saying those things in front of them like energy reads yeah. like we read energy yeah. from one intuitive yeah. Girl and kids to feel that energy too. Oh, it's yes. one
1: of like the exciting things. I was so, um, I mean, I was obviously so excited. I was having a girl, but I was like, I have so much to, to give to her. And like, I love just how me and my husband talk about kind of everything. And he's, he's someone who he's worked on himself for so long. He's, um, like seventeen years sober, wow. so he's done a lot of work on himself, and that's I just amazing. love that. Like, I always feel like communication is key, and it's just like something that I am excited to be able to like as she gets older to just have you know a real conversation. I didn't think I got to have that with my family. My my parents obviously are like so protective, and but my mom definitely has anxiety, just doesn't really acknowledge it. At all. <laughs> so I'm like, that's kind of like. I think their whole thing is just like, oh, it's fine, you're fine, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, generational yeah, like real things. Yeah, it is generational. My dad is like, you know, how did you get, like, what happened? Like, he was really concerned, being like, we've always protected you in this business, and like, what has happened? Do you think, like, something happened that made you? I was like, Dad, you, nothing has to happen. Like, I was living a pretty, like, since I was three, just the pressure, just like everything that I did, like, I think it was just my lifestyle of mm-hmm. just— you know, I loved what I did, but I'm sure like at eight years old, going on a national tour of Les Miserables and performing every night and like, you know, just like not wanting to mess up and being a perfectionist like I was, like, I'm sure it just all contributed in some way. But I'm always just like, you know, for me, I am grateful that I can talk about it and go through it and and feel I'm so grateful that everyone has allowed me to be like be vulnerable, to be honest. Because I feel like I have that strength in me that I'm able to be vulnerable and talk about these things because I, at the end of the day, I just want to help other people and I want to help them in what they're going through and make sure that they don't feel so alone.
0: I mean, isn't it just like there's like nothing more meaningful in the world? It's why I do everything I do as well. It's it can like it starts from like trying to work on and heal this thing that's yeah. going on within yourself, but then being able to recognize and just you know really come to the understanding that we're all really kind of going through something yeah. at all times. Yeah, and finding that like love and compassion for yourself first helps you really like. Transcend it into everything, yeah. That you do.
1: I know. I, I mean, even with acting, I remember being younger, and um, I remember like when something was like bad happening in the world, and the news channels were like always talking about that stuff. I was just always like that's why I love comedy is because I I just love to make people laugh. And I know what my comfort zone is, is like watching friends when something, when I'm going through something difficult. And I always felt like if I could be there for someone who's going through something difficult and make them laugh or take them out of their, that moment for 30 minutes, like, that's like, that's what I want to do in this life, you know? So um, yeah, it's, it definitely is, gives you just way more meaning and it feels really good.
0: I have been hearing about chroma wellness for the longest time. And I will tell you, I am one of those people who can kind of be a little bit of a skeptic when it comes to something just really becoming all the rage. But I will tell you, it is everything you would expect it to be and more. Chroma Wellness is a functional nutrition company on a mission to simplify how people live their healthiest, most vibrant lives, and I can tell you, Lisa, the founder of Chroma, and she is the definition of vibrancy. Her cells like bounce at you. She's just full of life and I'm like, what are you doing? And she doesn't leave her house without Chroma in her bag. They are offering premium on-the-go foods and beverages that deliver maximum nutrition with a minimal preparation. They have five-day resets that continue to be a core staple and their best seller of the line. And the best way that I like to describe it is it is a reset you enjoy. Like that's how I would simplify it. They are complete with 50 delicious nutrient-packed foods and beverages, including the infamous OMG, cookie butter. I have a scoop of that at least once a day. I've been loading it up in my smoothies and everything is just so good. It just tastes good. It's simplified. And I am all about simplifying my life. The super porridge is something I do not travel without. I always have that in my bag. I just add water and I've actually eaten it dry once and it was so good you can visit chromawellness.com and use code MWH20 for 20% off your purchase. If you are someone who runs away from the word cleanse, like myself, these resets are enjoyable and they really, really work. I love that you said Something that I'm like holding on to because because I think it's so important that you're that you said to your dad, dad, you don't something didn't have to happen. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions with mm-hmm. anxiety. My girlfriend Trish Barillas, huge shout out to you. She is a life coach who coaches on anxiety, and she always says that, that yeah. they're like you can have an anxiety attack for no reason that <laughs> yes. you know, like there's no connection or correlation of something that just happened, but. These things can come to life in many different ways and shapes yeah. and forms, and at times that you would least expect it. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's, it's just—it's honestly, like, I think having someone like yourself, it's just inspiring, it's refreshing, and it, it's something that I hope everyone can be like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Yeah. Like, or nothing's wrong with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just uh, definitely nothing is wrong with you. And like I said, I think at this point everyone has been through some sort of anxiety in the past couple of years, um, and depression. And yeah. so I feel like when I feel alone in something, it feels horrible. And so to just know that like someone else is kind of trying to connect with you and and say like you know reach out a hand and be like I've been there and I totally understand what you're going through. You're like oh, okay if yeah. you feel
0: seen in Mm -hmm. some way so yeah yeah no you do and and i also just have to say the relationship that you have with your husband is so beautiful i love that you guys like both work on and like do your stuff but also the fact that he could be like did you meditate? Like, Noah does that to me. And I'm like, God, you really know me. I need to, I really need to go meditate. And can we also mention that you guys have been together for a long time and in Hollywood, that's like (laughs) how many years? (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. So long. So long. Although having a baby changed so many things. Doesn't it? We were like, you know, I mean, I definitely was just, it was brutal the first, first year, you know, and it was definitely tough. It's just so many things that my mom friends never wanted to tell me about. Even <laughs> my sister. I was like, "Like what? why no one tells you this stuff? But, like, it is just so wild. You know, I think that—I feel like the biggest thing for me was that, obviously, your relationship changes with yourself, your relationship changes with your friends, and your relationship changes with your partner. Mm-hmm. And things that I think, you know, me and Chris just— Never really, we never argued. We never had any arguments. And like, there would be like one, maybe like a year or something. It wasn't like we were perfect, but it was just, we really didn't ever, I don't know, like we've been together for so long. And how long uh, have you guys been together? We've been together. I mean, we're coming up, I think, on our nine year wedding anniversary. So we've time. been together like 10, 11 years. But I think it's because we accepted each other. We knew. We had flaws, but we accepted them. And then when you put a baby into that situation is, the flaws start to come out a little bit more and you're not so okay with it. So I was like, dude, you know, like we would just get to this point where I, you know, even him, just like one of his things is just... You know, I'd be wanting to like go out and I'd get the baby ready and me ready. And I'm like, come on. Like, you know, he's just kind of, he comes from Big Sur, Monterey. So he's just like chill and laid back. And I'm like, let's go. And like, we just, I got the baby ready. And, like, I'm hungry. He deals with a hangry person. He actually deals with two hangry people now because my I, daughter is hangry. A hangry too. <laughs> so, my daughter's <laughs> hangry too. And he's the most patient man ever to deal with like us too. But um, she's but yeah. so cute.
0: She's oh my.
1: So, I love her so much. <laughs> But yeah, I think that it's like those things pop out more. And I think you're also got, you're under pressure. You're like, you're doing something you've never done before. I've always been someone my whole life that knew what I wanted to do and how to do it. And mm-hmm. this is the first time where I'm like, what do I do? She's crying. I'm like, what do I do? And like, how do I do this? And I'm also trying to balance work. And I'm like, I was after a month after having the baby, I was back to working. So I was just like, what am I, you know, it was just, it's still a balancing act. I'm still learning on how to be okay with being, you know, in the Hamptons today and she's in the city and I'm like, got mom guilt, you know? So, and my husband's with her and I'm like, I like want to be with her too. But it's all balance. It's all something you learn, but it is something that I think, you know, for both of us, we've, we've had to obviously like kind of learn a new flow within each other and how to, you know, kind of like spell out, like my husband's really good at being like, kind of, you know, structured in ways of being like, okay, I'll do this. You know, he, I'm just more like, let's go with the flow,
0: you know? Me (laughs) too.
1: And so, but I had to learn his language in that and be like, okay, cool. Like, can you do this and make sure this is happening and I'll do this. And so we kind of come together in a way where we know um, just how to communicate
0: better with having a child. That's exactly what it is. Like it's understanding the new, yeah, foreign language, yeah. that's being brought to the table after having kids. Yeah, that's like literally perfectly said because it's like speaking another, speaking language. another language. No matter like how motherly your instincts are, like yeah. it's just and even now, like Benjamin is seven, Eleanor is four, and it's it's like every. Season it changes. And it changes. with their ages. It's yeah. It just and that's changes. what me
1: and Chris have a hard time with because it's like when you feel like you started to finally get it, they change again. They change <laughs> again. Like, this is so crazy. Like you know, it's like oh now you know she's eating solids, and then now she's like we were just getting so great at doing like you know the bottle, <laughs> like it was just like so many different things and. And so it truly is like just, you know, you have to kind of let go. It's the hardest thing to do. Someone with anxiety, it's really hard to let go, but it really you kind of have to pick your battles and you have to, you know, because internally it's like, okay, just just let go, you know. Yeah. You really have to.
0: And learn to at least one thing that I am working on is not saying everything, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really just need like a filtering system over my mouth but it's it is helpful to just like stop yourself. In that <laughs> yes. <moment>. yes. <laughs> Don't go forward. <laughs> yeah. Did you name Frenchie after your is it My fr- married name. Okay. French, French. That's yeah. so sweet.
1: But it was honestly too it was just kind of um I had uh Gone through many names on GoDaddy that were not available, so it really was me. Just I was on vacation, and I always feel like the best ideas come to me when I'm fully relaxed. Mm. And I was sitting there being like, everyone calls my husband French, like his, you know, because he's been a musician, and you know, his friends all call him French. And so I was just like, French, Frenchy, and I was like, Frenchy. Love Frenchy. Like, Let me see if GoDaddy has that, and it, they didn't. That's really how. That's how it happened.
0: Go oh, like, daddy's just running long, our world. I, I,
1: literally, <laughs> I like owe oh, everything to Go GoDaddy. Yeah. <laughs> so. They really
0: know how to buy everything up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's really awesome. Does he is he involved with the business at all? Like no. 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 I mean good.
1: he um we did uh, launch French He on the French platform yes. because I just felt like there really wasn't anything in um for men talking about, you know, wellness and mental health. And he's someone who's like, he's learning along, you know, the way of just obviously like with everything, knowing so much about himself, but just kind of, you know, meditation and, uh, products. And so it really is just something for him to kind of do on the side. He's a composer. So, yes. um, he has fun with it and he loves it. And, but that's basically the only part of, I was like, I took your name and I put it on. Some product. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's nice to have like separation. Yes. For I sure. find like Noah really is like my point person when I come to, when it comes to just like, Asking certain questions, gut checking yeah. because he's had his I business for so long. Love it's his nice. opinion. Yeah, love his opinion. I but don't I always take can't it. Work. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you don't
1: take my opinion sometimes, <laughs> but I really do respect his opinion. So, um, but yeah, I feel like it's just better to kind of like kind of have a separate, I you think know, so. thing at least for us. Like, yeah, I know
0: a couple- other people they
1: work really well right. together, and I think that's awesome if you can. But. Me and Chris definitely like I'm that's where I'm too honest with like just being like, I think you should do this. Like, and he's just like, Can you say it like a little bit nicer? Yeah, that's me too. My personality, too
0: much honesty. Yes, like delivery. I'm just like working on that. I'm really working on softening my blow. I want to ask you a few things about Frenchie because I know, in this at least for myself, like I'm so big in non toxic beauty care, skin care, home care, like it's, I think people just like don't even realize like it's one of those things that until these conversations are had people, it it opens people's eyes, right? Mm -hmm. At least that's how I started really looking and diving deeper. I had cystic acne all over my face, all over my neck. And it wasn't until like going on Accutane, trying all the medications that were prescribed to me to be like, none of this is working. Like, what the hell's in my lotion? What's in my laundry detergent that I'm placing my face on every single night? And it's interesting because tweaking those things, everything started to shift. Yeah. And my mental health started to shift. I was also meditating. But I think it just opens up this, like, mindful awareness of all the things, right? It's like you start to become so much in tune. And I know with Frenchie, so, I mean— You tell me, you have five different scents.
1: Yes, Yes. five different mood boosting scents. I would love
0: to know more just about like fragrance that you use because I know like that's one topic that it's like under the ingredient in in, like if fragrance is an ingredient, there's an umbrella of of ingredients. So I think just understanding maybe like why certain like why you chose certain scents and. Yeah. Cause I, I always I mean, I'm so big into sense and I'm light sensitive. Like I'm so sensitive to it all. So Yeah.
1: I'm I actually have sensitive skin myself. Too. Um, but you know, being Frenchy is driven from scent because I'm candle obsessed. I've been obsessed with candles my whole life. Yeah. It's one of the things I noticed about me, even just storing kind of like the very beginnings of developing the line is I light a candle and I open a window or the doors and I just feel like the energy changes when I have a bad night of sleep. And I always felt like scent just is so specific to like our memory and how I could use a candle that I didn't use. Like, you know, I used it four years ago and I lost my dog Maui four years ago and Mm. it will bring me back to those moments with her. And I'm like, gosh, that is so wild how we can smell something and it will remind us of our childhood. Yes. And so, yeah, this line is driven on scent um, because it has a mood-boosting scent technology mm-hmm. in it. But for me, it was just important because I, I wanted to... Really dive into that world, and there is an umbrella, obviously, on clean standards. Yeah. But our retailer has really high standards, like Target does, so we meet those standards. Mm-hmm. And with fragrance, like what is in our products, is it's essential oils with synthetics to make you have that same type of experience. So we have um, a perfumer with the mood scent technology. It's it it is a technology that evokes. Certain feelings, so certain notes that you combine makes you feel a certain way. Isn't that amazing? It's pretty. I mean, it's wild and it's so cool, and it's something that I. When you start to look back on your path, and you're like, my husband would always get on me, being like, you have six different candles going, one in different scents, in all the different <laughs> like of the room, and I'm just like. Yes, because it just, like, I want people to come in and have, like, a different experience in the room. And he's like, no one's coming over here. It's just you. (laughs) But it just makes me feel good. And I truly didn't understand it's actually a part of, like, what makes me feel good with my anxiety. It feels just so nice, and it feels just—I don't know. It's just something I've always loved. So these scents were developed based off of my candles that I own. And one specific scent, which is Cashmere Vanilla, which is our top selling— is based off of my love for making jasmine rice trader joe's oh my in the God. kitchen. That's so funny. I was like we have to encamp- like this <laughs> has to happen. Like this is a scent that is the best smelling thing in my kitchen for years that I've always like made this rice and the lab was able to like form a bubble around it and take the notes out. That's and the wild. fact it's the top selling <laughs> scent is like I'm like it's Trader Joe's jasmine
0: rice. <laughs> like this is wild. That's so funny. Yeah. I love the essential oil component because I'm a huge essential yeah. oil like user. I love a diffuser because it does like it calms it calms my nervous system.
1: Yeah. And that's what we what we tried to do is that I obviously know that there is essential oil aromatherapy, but what we did is that we didn't want you to have to add a step to your routine we put it into your everyday products so you can start off with the renewing body wash and you can get that mood boosting feeling while you're in the shower cuz as a busy mom or you know just someone who is like running around and busy with work or college or school it's like if you, you can't just, do it all you can't do it all so if you could just take like the line is if you could take a 5 minute kind of me moment or an hour you know bath at night that would be like this is the products for you.
0: Well, I love that everything that you've created has been built off the fa- the foundation of like strengthening your mental health. Yeah. doing something for your mental health every day and I think it's just it's really incredible what you've built from just the history of, you know, your background and being able to turn it into something.
1: Yeah. I also just think it, for me, I I think we were all at a pace before like the pandemic that was just not sustainable. Like I know everyone in different fields of work that were just going. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until I, you know, we slowed down that I was like, wow, you know, how can I make myself feel good? I can't, I can't outsource right now. I can't outsource to go to a spa. We're home. I can't do this. So, like, how can I make myself feel good? And that's where my wellness rituals came in. And to be honest, I was the most present in my life during that time. The pandemic. Because I was really meditating. I was I'm not someone who likes to be home. Like I was on two different series and then just like, you know, we were at home. I think I also just, I had lost my dog who was my soulmate. And um, so that was also, I was so uncomfortable being home. And so I was like, we're here for a minute. We have to figure this out, Ashley. Yeah. So I really worked on myself and I realized like, oh, we don't really have to outsource those things. Like we can create these rituals for ourselves, And so to create a line that really is like, about you taking a moment for yourself that reminds you to take a moment for yourself is something that I think is just so important. That yes, we're, I guess, you know, going back into our life and our busy lives and doing what we're doing. But it's it's really awesome to have a line that just kind of like reminds you to like, you know, if I have my lotion in my bag, I'm like, oh yeah, I can grab that and just like like get some like little boost and, and it, you know, they're all great formulas. And so I'm pretty proud of it.
0: It's incredible. And I feel like it makes you, for me, like waking up every day and doing the work that I do, it makes you live it and you breathe it. You like walk the walk. Yeah. It's like, cause you're not just
1: no, I'm like, for literally, you. my whole
0: bathroom is being Frenchie.
1: <laughs> and it's like, I literally buy it myself. Like, I don't like, you know, I know I could get it, like, shipped to me, obviously, from my company. But, Wait, that's great. you know, you have to invest in yourself. You know, if you're not investing in yourself, like, who is? You know, so.
0: Starts I, there.
1: And Target is my favorite place to go I to. I mean, so it's congratulations
0: always. on launching there. That Thank is you. a dream. Thank you. We love Target. Love, love Target. 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 Okay, we always wrap with just a few rapid fire questions. Oh my God, we're done. No oh pressure. My God. <laughs> no, no, we've gone long. Wow. Yeah, oh my God. I know. God. Doesn't it feel it like.
1: It flew by. It feels like. I could talk
0: like to you forever. <laughs> I could talk to you forever. You're so easy to talk to. But that's how I felt when we met, like during the pandemic. I, know. I have our followed
1: you. Like, just, I love watching your stuff. It just like. You're just so inspiring. I'm like, um, I really wish that I have a body
0: like you one day again. You're gorgeous. (laughs) And (laughs) MelissaWoodHelp.com, we got you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll love my walking meditations too. I don't know why, but like it popped up when you were, I was like, oh, she'll love walking meditations. I love a walking
1: meditation. Oh, I'm going to do that. And it's our number one
0: too on the site. So good. It's like the number
1: one. I hike a lot. So
0: I love listening to meditations. Love. I mean, that's like, I'm always putting them on. Okay. What's your biggest motivator? My
1: biggest motivator? I guess my biggest motivator, it just, I think it's just now it's my daughter. I think she motivates me. I mm. think that, you know, for me, I, I, I want her to get to enjoy the things that she wants to enjoy. I want her to be proud of me. I want to create something that's long-lasting. And I... I don't know. Like, I just think that I want to show her that if you put your mind to something,
0: like it can happen, and to just never give up on yourself. I love it. It's the truth. What is your end all, be all self care ritual? I feel like you answered it. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> a bath for sure. <laughs> Literally, um, yeah, like a full bath. Like spa mm. music on Spotify, just diffuser bath
0: bombs, like all of it. I am good. I'm doing that tonight, inspired by you. <laughs> what does moving with heart mean to you? Moving with
1: heart. I think it's about being authentic. It's literally just, you know, moving through life, just being your authentic self. And I think it takes a minute to to get there. Mm-hmm. I think the work that I did on myself, you know, a lot of people, with the book that I talk about, it is like a it's like a 14 week thing. And so I have a lot of friends that will reach out to me and be like, I'm really suffering from anxiety right now. What would you say to do? And I'm like, oh do this. And they're like, they kind of want a quick fix. Everyone and I'm wants like, a quick fix. It's not a quick fix, you know, you've had this for a long time. So it's gonna take some time to get over it or learn the tools, you know? So, but that to me is investing in yourself, you know, like invest in yourself and your well being and you're gonna feel so much better. And I think that I learned so much about who I am. And I do think that ever since I, you know, realized that I think I felt a lot of people who knew me before I I really went through and figured out I had anxiety. They were just like, you're just like this positive little like bubblegum fairy, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, and then I learned that there is darkness to me. And I think that that's beautiful because things are not meant to be just like surface level. You know, we're meant to have that depth. We're meant to have Mm -hmm. those things. And I think all of those things that we might think are negative are actually the most beautiful things about us. And so-
0: You gave me um, chills.
1: So yeah, I think that it's just always find and, you know, I think just dig deep and always just kind of learn about yourself because
0: it's just like, it's important to do that. And I think that's what moving through with heart is. So beautiful. You are so wise and just no, so grounded.
1: Thank you. You really
0: are. I feel like there's so many people, I think, when it comes to having you grow up being like a childhood star in itself, like that's so much. And yeah. it it also does, you know, I have to say for your parents, like your, your parents seem lovely and grounded and they, you know, they did such a good job, I think, at the way that, you were exposed to everything yeah. that you were because it really just shows and who you are and and who you've grown to be. And I I always love just sitting and talking with you. And I'm I'm so grateful that you came out here to be on the podcast. And oh I can't God, wait to you share you. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode. We have a special offer for our Move With Heart listeners. When you join MWH as a new member, you will receive an entire month that's 30 days for free. And this is in addition to our seven-day free trial. All you have to do is head to melissawoodhelp.com and use code move with Heart at MWH. We believe this practice is not just about building this body you desire. This work is about building a better, stronger relationship with yourself. And that is why we offer everything from movement, meditation, and nutrition to help you not only look, but most importantly, feel your best. Follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Tepperberg and MWH at Melissa Wood Health. Tune in for an all-new episode next week, and I cannot wait to see you all on the mat.